This is the Brian Suits Show. Hey, I'm 730 KTTH. Welcome to Friday Practice, 7th of July, 2022. The Prime Minister of Britain, Boris Johnson, resigning to take over his family's outboard motor company. Um, that and more. We'll kick it all off right now by getting you to work with our right-way traffic. AM 770 KTTH, Brian Suits here. This hour brought to you by Boris Johnson Outboard Motors. You've got your sunrise. You caught a prize. You, you're making your Johnson. Party nights, summer whites. You, your friends, and your Johnson. Rooster tails, water trails. You, your kids, and your Johnson. Saturday nights, distant lights. You, your girl, and your Johnson. You and your Johnson, a way of life for over 50 years. Speaking of that, Elon Musk has nine kids. <laughs> so, so they, I mean, he's so he's going to take them. That's a lot. You need a bigger boat to take that many kids out fishing. Um, uh, hey, welcome back to AM 770 KTTH. Brian Suter. We'll get to that. Did, you know, in the course of researching um, the, 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 the mystery twins that Elon Musk is reporting uh, today, this picture of him with, he has five boys with his first wife, or four boys, and then one that's changing their pronouns. But uh, he he met the Pope uh, last week with four of the boys, and uh, there's a picture of it at, at uh, TMZ. He didn't look very happy to meet the Pope. The Pope looks like a pretty dour sob anyway. But jeez, uh, oh, <laughs> well, his, his job is to be dour. I don't it? endorse that statement. I just want to be on the record. <laughs> anyway, he doesn't look very happy. And uh, Elon is standing there, sort of at attention. That's funny because three three of the boys are in character, and one of them has his fist up, <laughs> like power to the people or something. Uh, anyway, um, not not news. Um, also, sort of <clears throat> not news is the the domestic politics comings and goings of the uh, British uh, parliamentary system. And you know the the way this works is the the prime minister is prime minister because he's head of the party. Um, and they like the party, not the person. Over yeah, there. Uh, and you can't you can't spell party without pa. I like, did a crash course in parliamentary politics this morning. <laughs> And well, and and so so the deal is the conservatives are still in power in uh, in in, uh, in the GB. Just glad to do my part for the GB. Um, and, and but they're just going to in private elect a new head of the party, and then he will become prime minister by default because the conservatives and their coalition are are the uh, majority. Uh, fun fact: When Winston Churchill took over for the Conservative Party, um, for the uh, just in time for the old World War II. Uh, Neville Chamberlain remained head of the party, but but he said, "Right, you take it from here." I I really screwed the pooch for that Munich thing, <laughs> so Oops. you you so um you uh you take it. I'll be over there signing things and um until he died just a few few months later. But uh, so anyway, he I, I I was I was remarked at how little ceremony uh there was. They said four thirty a.m. our time, twelve thirty uh, London time, and I'm on grandpa time i'm on biden time and i pull up to the radio ranch and it's like 428 and i'm thinking well there's i don't have to run in i'm gonna do all my traditional stops stop at the fresh grind coffee machine turn on the lights in the studio turn it down to 65 you know whole thing and bang he's he's up and running at 430 uh our time even b bbc was standing they 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 know that 
that uh, time means something there in Britain. Two and a half years since Boris Johnson won that incredible majority, which gave him the chance to Well, here to he govern. is, Nick. Let's see what the Prime Minister has to say. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. It, thank you, thank you. It is clearly now the will of the Parliamentary Conservative Party that there should be a new leader of that party and therefore a new Prime Minister. And I've agreed with Sir Graham Brady, the chairman of our backbench MPs, that the process of choosing that new leader should begin now. And he, he, he went on to play a little bit uh, of he that. He didn't want to go. Uh, yeah, no, no. He was he was hanging on with his fingernails. He'll, he'll hang out as a caretaker uh, prime minister and until they elect a new conservative uh, head of the party. Um, he, he is the author of Brexit. And uh, he's one of the prime movers of, of Brexit and of the, the the UK leaving the European Union and all that entails. Um, not ideological aligned with your uh, Joe Biden, far more aligned with your Trump. Uh, and so I don't think Biden's going to be too sad to see him go. He'll still represent uh, GB, just uh, proud to represent GB, um, and, uh, and, and be there at the G20 meeting and, and all that, unless, of course, by tomorrow they they elect new head of the conservative party but the the main thing if you're ukrainian you're sitting there saying wait what um because the uk uh you know bojo was one was one of the the early adopters um before everyone else thought uh, Zelensky was cool uh he he was uh, flying them the the british developed end law the shoulder fired new uh light anti-tank weapon and, uh, you know, of course, we're sending him the javelins and the whole thing. But but uh, so he was uh, er, both feet uh, in, in there uh, with them. But then the, the U.K. had a far greater training presence in Ukraine, uh, even more than than uh, that we did. Uh, so we'll we'll see. Where is the what are you looking for? Yeah, the part where he talks about Ukraine. When, when the herd moves, moves, it moves. Uh, no. So th- when the herd moves, it moves. That was indicative of his posture today, which was he said politicians are dispensable. Uh, this is a Darwinian style of politics. And yeah. what else did he say that the money clip was something about is them's it, the breaks? I know that there will be many people who are relieved. And uh, perhaps quite a few who will also be disappointed. And I want you to know how sad I am to be giving up the best job in the world. But them's the breaks. Always quotable, the, uh, the mussy-haired uh, Boris Johnson. Uh, don't know where he goes uh, from here. The, the, I didn't know that the disgraced former journalist, he used to just flat out make up quotes and stuff. Like, What's that? Well, it looks like a giant Johnson. How do you how do you get away with that? But he but he did. He just like made up quotes. Best hair of any modern politician. Well, you know what you know what is so funny about him is that because he's a very posh chap and he grew up posh and he's posh. Um and and he will walk around with his hair uh done, normal, and then if you're gonna put him on camera, he says just a minute, I'll mess up my hair. And he does that. 
Was that to like be a man of the people or I what? Don't... To look like he's working extra hard and doesn't have time to care about his hair? Talk... I guess I prefer that to the Jonathan Edwards of the world. May... Yeah, yeah. But I mean, talk about an affectation. It's like, it's like you know, being in shirt sleeves, rolling them up. Like me rolling up my shirt sleeves and try... I'm going to... Trot up these stairs, and but uh, so well, anyway, one of the quotes from thing. his resignation speech, which would have otherwise been trivial in my mind, came across a bit profound uh, with fresh ears, and that was when he said, "Whoever takes over my post is going to have my full support." And I just thought that's sort of a big moment in today's political climate for a leader to step down who did not want to step down, but the public was clearly demanding it. 60 government officials had resigned. And for him to say, look, I'm going to support whoever comes next. To me, I just thought (laughs) that's a major statement. It's primarily because he's already in the same party. Mm-hmm, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like it's not like he lost a no confidence vote and, and the, the liberals are in charge now. You know, he had and that's what it took. He won a no confidence vote. There was not going to be another such vote for a year. His and, and the drip, drip, drip of these scandals where, uh, well, we have you partied in the backyard of number 10 Downing Street during a lockdown. No, I didn't. Well, here's the video and here's the stills. Oh, well, is that what you mean by partying? Well, it's only 28 people. And I only had one glass of wine. And then another picture comes out, another party, another party, another party. And and in, instead of owning up to it and saying, oh, come on, you were all doing it. He said, no, I didn't. Oh, wait. Oh, uh, there's that. So he was lying about it. And then the, the straw that broke the camel's back was one of his ministers, uh, a member of parliament by the name of Pincher, um, was accused of sexually harassing uh, other men at a men's only club. His name was not Pincher. Pincher is his name. You're not joking. I am not joking. Pincher <laughs> by name. That's... Pincher by nature. And, um, it, and that's his name is Pincher. And that's, that was like half the reason that the BBC people were tra- were suppressing laughter yesterday was that Pincher, Pincher walked in. He walked up. You, that's what you do. There's, you just walk up to number 10 and the and security just lets you in because there's a camera there. <clears throat> uh, and uh, I tweeted out uh, yesterday, uh, Larry the cat just walked up to number 10 to the door and sat there because he he lives there. He's not the he's not Boris Johnson's cat. Larry the cat is uh, the the, uh, the 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 mouser exchequer. He lives at number 10. So when Bojo leaves, Larry the cat will stay. But it's funny that B- BBC went to him. When he was just sitting, just sitting at attention, staring with bemusement at all the humans, they they went to Larry the Cat, and who has his own Twitter feed. Some there's a mock Twitter feed for Larry the Cat. Um, all right, back in a second. The the anti-abortion joke that Netflix told a comic couldn't go in his special. Uh, so he's going to release it on his own. The his his own comedy special because Netflix wanted the anti-abortion jokes out of it. Uh, that and more here in just a second. We'll be back right after this. Let's get you to work with our right-way traffic. Hey, I'm 770 KTTH. Well, I'm a little confused. A month ago, Netflix was telling their own employees, if you don't like it, don't watch it. If you want to work here, then work here. Um, and uh, the whole thing about, about certain comedy specials. <clears throat> and I'd never heard of this guy till yesterday. Andrew Schulz, S-C-H-U-L-Z. Hogan. Um, Apparently and, he's an up-and-comer. Yeah, and I got, I got to say, uh, I'm a fan. Very funny guy. He's blue as heck, so not for the kids and, and not before 8 p.m. But he makes 
anti-abortion jokes. And Netflix felt that that wasn't appropriate or something. I, I don't know why. So what he did was, and he's done other specials for Netflix. And he bought this back from Netflix. He said, I pretty much drained my life savings, bought it back from Netflix, and then he's going to release it on his own at whatever it is, uh, andrewschultz.com. But this is one of the, and so he, as sort of a a teaser, he released some of the jokes that Netflix wanted him to edit out of the special. And uh, as I say, he's pretty blue through the rest of it. But on, on this one thing, about women's bodies and who has to answer to God in in the afterlife. Uh, he's uh, he doesn't swear, but this is one of the things that Netflix wanted edited out. I agree with you when you say that men should have no say in the decisions you make with your bodies. Those are your decisions to make and yours alone. And I feel that way because uh, at the end of the day, when we all go up to heaven and God's like, "Why are we all killing babies?" We're gonna be like, "Y'all." <laughs> they're very clear whose decision this was God Uh, (laughs) looks like you need to pay for your sins babe (laughs) even though I paid for your sins so it's not a bad joke it's good misdirection there and the delivery and the timing is is spot on and the you could tell the audience they're LMAO on uh, and it's a very diverse it's a New York audience just everybody's in the men and women. It's a lot, a lot of couples and stuff, and the women are cracking up at at the at the idea of having you know, hey, your body. You talk to him. You, God wants to know why you killed your baby, you know, and all that. But uh, so anyway, when he releases it, I guess uh, sometime this week, um, check it out. But I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a deep dive uh, on, on him. Very, I, I hadn't seen the guy, you know, up and coming or otherwise. I don't watch late night TV, but very funny guy. Uh, but you, you know, like, like I say, put your, put your blue hat on, um, in, in this case, if you're, if you're not into that, if you think it has no place in comedy, whatever, then don't. But, but, uh, I, I found him to be funny. And in that segment, I didn't do any editing or I, I didn't do any editing. He just didn't swear. Well, Um, and he represents another example of how comedians in the modern age are some of the only people that can poke at these sacred cows of the progressive left are the most woke amongst us. Dave Chappelle is another example and of Bill that. Maher. Ricky Gervais. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, um, well, here's a mystery of a story. Uh, apparently, Richmond, Virginia police broke up a planned mass shooting, and all, all we're hearing is that two unauthorized migrants uh, were, were behind this. Uh, here is the Richmond, Virginia... Uh, police chief making the announcement uh, yesterday. This is what happened here in the city of Richmond, Virginia, where a subject who I am referring to as a hero citizen picked up the phone, overheard a conversation that there was a mass shooting being planned here in the Richmond of of Virginia at our 4th of July celebration at the Dale. That citizen picked up the phone and called our brave men and women at the 2nd Precinct. Those men and women of the 2nd Precinct began an investigation, along with Homeland Security and our special investigations team, went over to the 1000 block of Columbia Avenue here in the city of Richmond to begin their investigation. Once inside that residence, they saw evidence in plain view that collaborated the hero witnesses' statement. 
that there was a concern. The investigation continued. They seized two assault rifles, one handgun, and 223 rounds of ammunition. At that time, Julio Alvarado was taken into custody. He was charged with being a non-U.S. citizen in possession of a firearm. He is being held currently at the Richmond City Jail. The investigation continued. Officers continued to put surveillance on a second subject, and that second subject was watched throughout the holiday until afterwards in which PC was actually obtained and he was taken into custody as well and charged, Probable cause. charged with the same thing. That hero citizen from one phone call, well, let me back up. After that phone call was made, our investigation also reached out to the FBI. The FBI was... So uh, our, our question was, as I'm looking at this, I'm, I'm looking at uh, the, the two names, uh, the one guy, Alvarado... Uh, Dubon, and then the other guy, uh, Robman A. Balacarcel. Um, and uh, we're, cause the, the thing that struck us was, well, illegal immigrants from where? Uh, why, why were they suspected to be uh, illegal immigrants? And then, yeah, the other guy, Julio Alvarado Dubon. And um, th- those don't... Uh, those are not typical names from the neighbor to our immediate south, but maybe a couple neighbors uh, further south. So th- this is because you understand the, uh, we're, we're conflating, um, you know, the lone psycho middle class kid, uh, single shooter killing. Uh, I think that's its own separate category. When, when you have people getting out of nightclubs in Sacramento, and five people produce guns and shoot each other and four are wounded. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. That's a to me, that's not mass shooting. It's a mass of people shooting at each other. And who helped thwart this potential massacre was a hero citizen who lived by the see something, say something rule. That's how a lot of these red flag laws are going to work uh, in states that pass them in the upcoming yeah. months is – the public needs to be aware that they can come forward and help with law enforcement because so often these wannabe killers are telegraphing what they want to do at some point leading up to it. And it's one of the things where I'm, I'm really tired of the uh, either, oh, there were no signs whatsoever until you see the guy's booking photo and you go, oh, there's a sign. and Or it's the, um, well, we thought he was kidding. Uh, well, you know, lots of kids collect swords and, uh, and stuff like that. And, and, and so anyway, a lot of, um, questions about this because two foreign nationals who broke into the country and then acquired, uh, M4 style, uh, semi-automatic rifles, uh, with plans to shoot up a 4th of July, uh, parade. I, that's not exactly Columbine. That, that sounds like a intentional terrorist act to me. Um, so anyway, the, and and that and by the way, they con- Richmond police contacted Homeland Security, and Homeland Security didn't say uh, good job, you local cops. Great, you know whatever. They they uh, they came down. I mean, you know, to be fair, it's half a tank of gas from D.C. But uh, that being said, all right. Um, uh, back in a second, AM seven seventy KTTH. Brian Suits here. We'll uh, get you to work with our right way traffic. Hey, AM 
770 KTH Suits here uh, with uh, producer Greg. The president is handing out uh, presidential medals of freedom to a bunch of people. I uh, saw that he put one on backwards yesterday. Did you see that? Who is he doing? Oh, no, that was medals of honor yesterday. It, wasn't it Medals of Freedom? It was some medal he put on someone backwards. Today it's uh, <laughs> MOFs, uh, which is the civilian equivalent or whatever. But anyway, Megan Megan Rapino gets one, so I'm sure she'll. Why? Uh, probably to she's, she's good at soccer, fighting the patriarchy. Or oh something. right, 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 right. <laughs> It'll be that's inscribed on the bezel. <laughs> uh, Simone Biles, the, the gymnast, um, getting one for for being ignored by the FBI for eight years, probably. Um, and uh, the late John McCain, uh, getting one. Steve, the late Steve Jobs, uh, turtleneck fan, uh, as well as some other uh, accomplishments. Um, and uh, in, in a couple minutes, King County uh, Council is meeting to uh, declare a public health emergency about uh, f- fentanyl deaths on, on, on a path to double last year's record fentanyl path. But uh, it is time to check your text, by the way, 800-465-8770. And you can text stuff and junk. This is what I sound like when I haven't logged on yet. Delay, delay, delay. (laughs) I've got a few ready to go in my back pocket here. I have just Bob. Um, just Bob says, uh, lessons learned, even the rich and pseudo-famous shouldn't break drug laws in far-off lands, even if they're currently on your nation's naughty list. That being said, undoubtedly, the, the Biden administration will pull out all stops and give, give away the farm to rescue Brittany Griner, BG. After all, as a lesbian person of color and a Title IX athlete, she presses enough woke buttons uh, to be a legacy media darling, uh, ergo a Democrat priority. Well, he's, boom. Sarah texted, okay, okay, please stop with the Johnson ad. Only needed to hear it once, and it's just, uh, I don't have the word for it. Where did you find that ad? It is a real TV ad that Johnson Outboard Motors ran in the early to mid-70s. I love how you can just conjure that up in your mind uh, that that quickly. That's what that is. That's a real ad that was on American TV, and it features... People out fishing and water skiing and all that. They're, they've chosen, instead of an Evinrude or a Yamaha, they've chosen the Johnson Outboard Motor. A from, fine, fine choice. From the 541 area code, say what you will about political hypocrisy, but after Boris was busted for violating lockdown, partying at 10 Downing Street, he did try to differentiate himself from Governor Gavin Newsom, if not by actions, but with gutsy hairstyle, which will not be replicated anytime soon. Um, and, uh, by, by, by the way, just to, to, just so that you know what your future looks like, um, a part of the reason, you know, that somewhere, somebody in, in probably in Pelosi's kitchen, um, has designated that the guy who's going to run for 2024 is not going to be Joe Biden. It's going to be Gavin Newsom is because when he had his Bojo French laundry moment, uh, and that resulted in, in the recall, uh, of him, the Democrats fast roped and parachuted in more money for him to fight the recall than he got from them to run in the first place. Um, and so, talk about a lifeline for a reason. And and they're they're in damage control mode today because, just like Washington, you know, the, if if you don't recognize, if you don't allow a neutral gender bathroom or whatever, then you can't have a Washington state 
uh, you know, whatever government union can't have a convention in North Carolina. Well, same with Montana, because Montana is not uh, guarding women's choice rights and LGBTQ, the whole thing. So so California can't spend uh, state money in Montana. Well, guess where the governor of California is right now on vacation with his armed security detail? And starts with them and ends with Montana. He doing some fly fishing? See, yeah, that's what he's all about. Man of the people. And so um, in the 7 o'clock hour, we had on Seattle Sports' Paul Moyer. And Seattle Sports legend. Legend. Sorry about Paul that. Paul Moyer, number Sheesh. 21 on your roster, number one in your heart. Former people Seahawks. should check out that interview uh, on the podcast. You can text SUITS to 1-800-465-8770. We were talking about the shakeup with the Pac-12 USC and UCLA abandoning ship. Uh, someone from the 253 writes in, maybe you can decode this for me, Brian. All of the realignment mess starts and ends with Texas University. They ruined the SWC, ruined the Big 12, tricked Larry Scott into ruining the Pac-12, and they will ruin the SEC if given the chance. Yeah, This that, person is more inside the weeds than I am, I think. Yeah, there, there's two, we're, we're talking about the destruction of the Pac-12, and, and it, it was half self destruction by having such a crappy tv presence mm-hmm. but it really what it boils down to is now you're gonna have two giant conferences the the southeast conference plus eight teams and the the big 10 which is when, when the dust settles is gonna be like 19 teams i just think college football is going to be unrecognizable for the foreseeable future and there's all this talk about paying college athletes now too uh, it's going to be less and less about the school and rich tradition and the history and your connection to the institution and the community, and it's going to be more individualistic, more money-driven, more ratings-driven. And I, I honestly have to say it, it comes across as kind of a bummer. It, Do you disagree? It's a reflection of the teenagers that we've raised. It's a, I think a, that's true. Be, because, you know, keep in mind – that uh, the the NCAA, the colleges aren't paying the athletes. They're allowing the athletes to use uh, to to have sole rights to their own image and name and all that. Uh, and there's this pair of blonde twin female basketball players at Fresno State that you've never heard of before, and they have several million TikTok followers, and they're they're making more right. money right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a cr- crazy, but it's their image. And in the old rules, it was, you know, they couldn't wear a Fresno State jersey or whatever. Um, and it's the same with, you know, the, these the, these guys, you know, if, if, it, if it weren't for Compton and San Diego and uh, Santa Clarita, there'd be nobody in the end zone catching a football for the Huskies, okay? So there's that. Um, but they come up here with rap albums. They, they've they've had they've had a nine track TikTok rap album since their sophomore year. Uh, they come up here with a fan base. This is just the world we've made. That's what's crazy is that you throw out an old the old tradition of just you know, giving it the old college try and staying there for four years and the whole thing. By the way, Brian, we've been talking about this story all morning of Elon Musk apparently having twins with a top executive last year. He tweeted out just an hour ago, and I mentioned this in the 6 a.m. hour before this tweet, but Musk writes, I'm just doing my part to help the underpopulation crisis. A collapsing birth rate is the biggest danger civilization faces by far. Oh, you and your Evan Rude.
Uh, that's uh, South African, by the way. For uh, the, uh, Last one. I got to read this one. It was refreshing to hear. This is from uh, Dude360, uh, Eric. Was, it was refreshing to hear you guys cover the World Economic Forum, the WF. Call me a conspiracy ter- uh, theorist, term made up by the CIA, but I really do think the groups like this are trying to get everyone to buy into a green global government. Klaus Schwab is a perfect real-life Bond villain. Uh, Adam and Bremerton is He's absolutely right. If you look up the, the guy, the head of the World Economic Forum, you, you talk about a globalist conspiracy. I, I, this this guy's right out of central casting. For He's even uh, a German accent, and he really does think that a world without fertilizer, after we're, all, after we're done you know, picking which child we want to eat for Christmas dinner... Uh, would be a better world, and they're, they're forcing the farmers of Holland out of business. Uh, back in a second, uh, we'll take the best for last, and maybe play a commercial from the 70s again. I don't know. Uh, AM 770 KTTH, let's get you to work with our right-way traffic. Um, some seventy KTTH Brian Suits here, saving the best for last. Uh, and a, an explanation: If you go back and listen to the seven AM hour, we had Polly. Polly Moyer was on talking uh, like we were saying in the last break about the destruction of the Pac twelve, what it means, and all that. And I and I I played I played a clip from a nineteen eighty seven evening magazine King Five thing about most eligible Seahawks bachelors. And okay, maybe it was unfair. But he, he said I didn't look hard enough for a highlight. I can't find that. He said, where's the, he, he did a Dan Fouts pick six. Uh, uh, and, and he said there was a highlight. I can't find it. All I can find is how hunky he is in 1987. So having queued that up. Here's... I just love to meet him. I mean, I'm not a loner, but I do enjoy my time alone. I haven't had too many, you know, long relationships with women. You know, you obviously have to be some type of physically attracted to a girl to get to know her. But after that, you know, it's you know, it comes from the heart. See, there you go. He's a, he's a deep guy. So what a hunk. He's a, I guess he was a good looking dude. Well, he's still a great guy. But uh, so anyway, um, wait, what's this? Last year, when Kenny Easley was injured, Paul Moyer saw lots of action. Now, the season can get pretty intense. And Paul says the pressure of playing football really can affect his social life. There's nights when you can go out and and, uh, and hang out with uh, other people, but, you know, you don't really meet the type of women you want to meet. It's hard to meet real nice women. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so unfair. I would sue YouTube to take this down. I love the shots of the old kingdom, man. Yeah. Uh, and the astroturf, so good. Yeah. But anyway, uh, for the record, he married well and has a lovely family and, uh, and uh, the whole thing. Really good dude. And I, I loved working with him. We did we did a great Seahawks post game show together in two thousand and two thousand one. Wow, um, it long was, time. Ago. Yeah, it was fun, a lot of fun. Um, and so, uh, da, 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 is uh, the Fed sometime when they meet this this month? They will be raising the interest rate by <clears throat> just under one percent again uh, because they're they're trying to choke off inflation in the crib. Before it starts uh, crying, and uh, they're trying. It, m- many say uh, they're a little too late, uh, too little, too late at this point. Maybe the Feds blew up the Georgia Guidestones, and that was all a, to be a distraction from soaring inflation. Yeah, I had never <laughs> even heard 
of this, and you're saying that oh, this is big in the conspiracy theory world. The Georgia Guidestones are legendary. They were erected in 1980. There's these huge granite stones that have this inscription on it, uh, partly in English, partly in other languages. Not like the half-scale Stonehenge in Maryhill. No, not quite, although attack, the biggest misnomer of all time, people have been saying, it's the American Stonehenge was blown up yesterday. This thing was around for about 40 years, but it had these sayings on it like, we want peace and tranquility in the world, and there's going to be a world court, and the population should never exceed 500 million, and so... These Georgia Guidestones were always fodder for conspiracy theorists. Who erected this? Uh, what kind of big money was behind it? But they've stood but for decades. Like the easiest explainable thing. I mean, someone owns a property. Mm-hmm. Someone, but anyway, blue. By the way, Kablooey. But blew it up with what? I don't know. I, I haven't done too much follow up into it. Um, well, uh, coming up here in a couple hours or about an hour, um, uh, King County Council is going to get together and declare a public health emergency uh, about fentanyl here in uh, King County. And if you, um, you know, old governor emergency powers, if, if he wants to do something uh, directly <clears throat> to to uh, help in public health, uh, you might want to look into this, Jay, because uh, both in Vancouver, uh, Portland, Multnomah County, Seattle, King County, we're at a pace um, now that we're we're gonna. Last year was a record fentanyl overdose. This year, we're with more Narcan. It's uh, it, we're, we're still gonna outpace last year. Anybody got a Narcan? And so, um, and this is deaths, not overdoses. So what what what's gonna happen is you're gonna have every every junkie is gonna overdose eight or nine or ten times. You know, a year, Seattle Fire Department's going to show up with Narcan, but they're but, uh, but they're still eventually going to die. Um, and so, uh, King County meeting here. This is uh, our good friends at Q13 with that story. Coming up, I appreciate it. Thank you. So later on this morning, the King County Council may declare fentanyl to be a public health crisis. Yeah, according to the medical examiner, Did she said right. She said it like you, I think. As one should. Fentanyl. It's fentanyl. On this morning, the King County Council may declare fentanyl to Ugh. be a public health crisis. Yeah, according to the medical examiner's office, the number of people who died in King County from fentanyl overdose has more than doubled just in the last year. And John Hopperstadt is outside the county building with more on what lawmakers may do. John, good morning. Yeah, and if council members decide to declare that this is a public health crisis later this morning here at the county building, they'll try to come up with some new ways to combat fentanyl, which is a very dangerous drug that is causing hundreds of deaths, not just here in King County, but throughout our state as well. It's a powerful synthetic drug that is 50 times more powerful than heroin, 100 times. So it's made in China. It's all made in China, as most of our prescription drugs are made in China or India. But, um, yeah, you can retool the factory. Guess what? You click that thing and then turn the frenulator, um, and you're making fentanyl. That is how it's getting uh, up through Mexico and down through Canada. Um, and this is just sad and depressing what I'm about to say, but you know what? That's how we like to end Friday practice. Um, it's going to take some up-and-coming... Um, otherwise clean and crazy uh, high school star athlete who thinks he's taking a Percocet dying from, which is already happening on the West yeah, Coast, exactly. by the way.
That's what it's going to take for people to get shocked by this. Well, we're so desensitized to what a crap hole yes. downtown Seattle is. Anybody got a locker? As, as seen here. In addition to utilizing law enforcement to its fullest extent, I'm a big believer that we need some kind of either state or national anti-drug campaign again. Uh, similar to what we saw in the 80s with just say no to drugs. I, I'm a living testament. Uh, that kind of education worked on me uh, in the early 90s with the D.A.R.E. program and all that stuff. Pretty big but pothead. It, no, I wasn't, but it begins and ends with the next generation. I, dare yeah. I say, I think this current generation might be lost. It's kind of hard to re-educate people. But you got to get to kids' hearts early with this stuff. But that's the other, the other thing is, the other thing is, um, they're, they're, they're... So they don't want to do it. Their buddy... Uh, but I'm talking about like at the end of of two a days in August, uh, you know, a buddy says, "Yeah, I have a Percocet for you," and they're not trying to get high. They're like, you know, I'm I'm hurting here, and because that's what happened to some kid in the Bay Area. Um, but but they they mix it in with everything so that you go back for more, and it's it's a it's part of the Chinese government's top to bottom whole cloth a, a quiet attack on the United States. It's not like it's not like Sinaloa. Is turning their backs on coke and pot. They're they're buying this. The Chinese are selling it to them, and then they're selling it to them up in Vancouver. They're bringing it. That's why Whatcom County. Just how far away in America, besides Alaska, can you get from the Sinaloa cartel? Oh, I don't know Whatcom County. Well, where did Whatcom County Sheriff just bust one hundred fifty thousand fentanyl pills from? From Vancouver. And so, anyway, it's it's a step. It's a start. Good for you, King County. Um, you're 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 next to Homish County and Skagit, Wantcom, and, and the rest. But this is, you know, sadly, I think it's going to take a very very tragic story that does not involve someone who's been living on the streets in South Lake Union for the last uh, five years. Um, all right, uh, back tomorrow. I think it was a pretty uh, pretty good practice Friday. Well, um, on the real Friday tomorrow, I think we should get a get a better athlete to talk to us. So. <laughs> Uh, no, thanks to Paul Moyer, by the way. Uh, listen to that. Uh, that was a 7 a.m. hour talking to us about uh, the destruction of the Pac-12. Uh, see you back here tomorrow at Dark Secret Place on the, the Twitter feed. Uh, thanks to producer Greg, and we'll uh, be back here at 6 a.m. tomorrow. 